Let us pray. Lord, teach us to remember. Help us to remember. Remember what it is that you have done for us through your suffering, your death, and most importantly, your coming back to life. We thank you this evening on this Monday Thursday for the command to love one another as you have loved us and also for the precious body and blood given and shed for us so that we too might remember. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if you've ever really studied the crucifixion. Probably when the movie The Passion of the Christ came out was the very first time that most people got the general idea of just how absolutely hideous, how bloody, how savage a crucifixion could be. Death by crucifixion is quite obviously an agonizing way to die. The dehydration which comes along with death was especially severe. So we can be sure that every ounce of humanity in Jesus was screaming out when he cried out those words, I thirst. Without question, Jesus was severely thirsty as he hung on that cross. And his cry out for a drink and very human, was very human indeed. It was a cry for something wet to moisten his cracked lips and to soothe his parched throat. In Palestine, during the afternoons, they have what we would call Shirako winds. It sometimes starts out warm and oftentimes turns into a scorching, hot, blazing wind blowing in from the desert. The heat it generates can often wither vegetation when it's at its worst, and it always sends people scurrying for shade and cover. No one stays out in the open when that hot wind blows through Palestine, unless, of course, it's a tragic figure slumped on a cross on a shadeless hill. As you remember, Jesus was pinned on that cross in the morning hours of Good Friday. Before that, he had been beaten with a whip by the order of Pilate. He had been kept awake all night with questionings and humiliating trials and additional beating, making it nearly 48 hours without any rest of any kind. After that, Jesus was forced to drag a cross up the hilly streets of Jerusalem through what is known as the Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering and then out beyond its wall to a hill called Golgotha, the place of the skull. Arriving at his destination, Jesus was laid down and nailed on an old rugged cross. Not one of these smooth-looking crosses that we often have in our churches. And finally, he was lifted up, and literally that post was dumped into the ground, and it would have jarred him. And there Jesus hung in front of that jeering crowd, absolutely naked, exhausted, bruised, aching, and thirsty. And now came those focused rays of that boiling hot sun. And he reached out, he reached to that point where he needed help coping with the anguish of his fevered body. So Jesus, who always had compassion on other people, cried out for compassion for himself. 
he called out for some merciful person standing somewhere within range of his voice to give him a refreshing drink to soothe his parched lips. And so our Lord cried out, I thirst. I wonder how anyone can hear those two words from the cross and not feel the great intensity of his suffering. You know, too many times I think we think that Jesus really didn't suffer too much. I mean, after all, he was the Son of God. But friends, we need to also remember the mystery that he was also just as human as you and I are. He suffered as much as we would have. I wonder how many of you have ever gotten a thorn in your finger in the rose garden. I mean, then you can imagine how painful it might be to have hundreds of these thorns pressed down on your head. And the Lord suffered that for us. Or maybe some of you, like me, walked barefoot as a child and stepped on a nail. Or some of you know what it feels like to have a large splinter go into your hand. And if so, you can multiply that pain by a thousand times and you'll be able to imagine the pain that Jesus felt when those spikes were pounded through his hands and his feet. And the Lord suffered that for us. Have you ever sliced your finger with a knife and then cried out in pain? Imagine how it was for Jesus when that whip ripped open his back. And the Lord suffered that for us as well. Have you ever been thirsty? Can you imagine what it would be like going hours without drinking anything and then hang on a cross in a blazing sun with the desert wind parching your skin? That, too, the Lord suffered for us. Friends, we must never forget all that Jesus went through. And he went through all of that to redeem us from Satan's power and to offer us forgiveness and salvation. We must never, ever forget what he has done for us. And to help us remember, it's a good word tonight, remember. And to help us remember, the Lord instituted a very special meal on this very night, some 2,000 plus years ago. It was a simple meal of bread and wine, but it had a powerful impact and a powerful effect on the life of those who knew Jesus as Savior and Lord. On Thursday night, after Jesus and his disciples had finished the Passover meal, which was being celebrated that night by thousands of other visitors to that city. It was said that Jesus took that piece of bread from the table and he broke it. And he said that this is my body, which will be broken for your sins. And then he instructed his followers to eat it in remembrance of the pain that he would endure on the cross. And then it was that Jesus took a cup of wine. And he said, this is my blood, my blood which is going to be poured out for the forgiveness of your sins. And then he handed it to the disciples and he instructed those followers to drink from that cup of wine to remember the painful, agonizing way that his blood was going to be poured out for our salvation. So often, friends, we forget what Jesus has done for us.
So often we wander away from really close fellowship with Him. That's one reason He gave us Holy Communion, to remind us of all that He's done and all the pain that He has endured. Christian author Max Lucado wrote a story about remembering. He writes, A wife who'd been unfaithful to her husband decided to get a divorce. A few weeks after leaving him, she mailed him a letter requesting that all her things be sent to her new apartment. He still loved his unfaithful wife and was very sad as he gathered her things together and packed them in a trunk. Before closing the lid, he placed a few keepsakes on top, her diamond ring that she'd thrown in the trash, an album of their wedding pictures and a small plastic box containing the little shoes of their baby who had died. When the wife opened the trunk and saw those things on top, her heart was broken. The memory of all the love and joy she once had with her husband came flooding back into her mind. Shedding bitter tears of repentance, she acknowledged her sin and unfaithfulness and was reconciled to her husband. You might wonder what that story would have to do with Maundy Thursday. But friends, likewise, our Lord has also given us some very special keepsakes, some special symbols to remind us of his love, knowing the unfaithfulness of our hearts as well and how easy it is for us to forget him. Jesus instituted this special supper to be a reminder of his sacrifice for us. See, the breaking of the bread is the breaking of his body for our sin. The outpouring of the wine is the spilling of his blood for our forgiveness. Jesus thirsted on that cross because of his agonizing ordeal for us. But now Jesus invites you, he invites me, he invites all of us to come to his table. He says, friends, come if you are thirsting for a closer relationship with him. Come if you are thirsting for a new start in life. Come if you are thirsting for the forgiveness of your sins. Come with repentant hearts if you are thirsting for the Lord who thirsted for you. Come, receive refreshment for your souls, refreshment for a sin-shattered life. Let us pray. We give thanks, Lord, that you have brought soul refreshment with these elements and given us the gift of life. And we pray that we would be strengthened by this gift in faith toward you and in fervent love for each other. In the name of Jesus Christ, who also, when he was betrayed, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given for you for forgiveness of all of your sins. In the same way also after supper, Jesus took the cup. And again, after blessing it, he gave it to his disciples and said, Take and drink. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of all your sins. Do this to remember me. Dear friends, the peace of the Lord be with you always. His table is prepared, and you are welcome.